You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. Talk about, talk about, talk about moving. Jesus. Sorry. Are you okay? This is my microphone now. This is where we find out you've got like lung cancer. It's like breaking bad. On a very special editing bay. Joel Bernson. Hey, hey, you need to have that cough check. Uh, yeah, man, I, I, I thought I could shake it after a couple of days, but... <laughs> okay, Mr. Henson. <laughs> Who's that a reference Jim to? Henson. Oh, yeah. is that what happened? Yeah, Jim Henson. What did he die of, like pneumonia or something? Yeah, he could have just gone to the doctor and he'd be uh, fine. Is there an excuse for that? There's an app for that. <laughs> it's called WebMD. I don't if think... only he had WebMD at yes, the time. If only he lived in the, two th- in the year 2000. Okay. What'd you do this weekend? Uh, I watched. I thought maybe 2019 uh, you'd stop doing that, but no. Yeah, we're gonna carry, That's what happens, man? Carry it right. I like the to decades. subvert expectations, <laughs> like your favorite Star Wars film. It's not my favorite. Hey, how about that Star Wars movie from 2019? But it's not my least favorite. Uh, you talking about Solo? Yeah, streaming now on Netflix. Yeah. I just got it in work today. I enjoyed. You saw it in the theater though, right? I did. I've seen all Star Wars enjoyed, films in I theaters. I enjoyed it quite a bit. I liked it a lot too. I saw that uh, email come in from Netflix. Thank you, Netflix. And I was like, you know what? I will. <laughs> you I will watch Joel. me, Soul. <laughs> Is that what Netflix sounds like yeah. to you? Hi. Do, do they all sound different? Are they personalized? Like Dude, you know. Her? Okay, I do give different voices to different streaming services. Oh. And I've also given a voice to Movie uh, Pass. As well. Oh, what does he sound like? Movie best. Is he the movie phone guy? A little like Gomer Pyle. Hello. A little like, well, golly, we really thought this plan was going to work. <laughs> Why are we losing all this money? <laughs> that or it has Trump's voice. <laughs> We've got the best. We've got the best. There were some deals that were not good. <laughs> but it's going to be a great plan. It's the wonderful plan. The You're going to love it. You won't even believe how good it is. I like to think Hulu uh, sounds like the annoying person who's trying to sell you cologne. Yeah. At the mall. Uh-huh. Because I just, I, I get tons of emails and they're just, they're so desperate for, please come back to us. Just, we'll, we'll, we'll give you three months for free. Have you seen what the, would you like? Have you seen Here, the bird some. box meme? Try it for free. <laughs> Somebody photoshopped <laughs> yes. Sandra Bullock and her kids running by a guy at like one of the kiosks. Don't the look at him. <laughs> Don't look. Oh, that's so That joke good. would be a lot funnier if I got it, had I seen that movie. You haven't seen the movie? I know enough about it to, to, to get that joke. Dude, no, even haven't I haven't it. seen the movie. Been dying. And the, I think the memes are fucking hilarious. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, a friend Sandy of mine wrote, he was like, dude. Uh, Bird Box on Netflix. You guys should totally check it out. But it's best to avoid spoilers. It's it's a movie best enjoyed if you go in blind. Oh, <laughs> I was like, well played, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I do want to check that one out. I need to check out Roma. Yeah, with all the attention it got well, at now, the Golden Globes. That it's like, uh, be- was it best foreign film? Is that yeah, what it is? Yes. Yeah, we wouldn't give that best real film. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, Golden Globes totally got things backwards where they gave they uh, always do that. Bohemian Rhapsody, no. best drama, Un- and then Green Room, best musical or comedy. <laughs> you should have seen my Twitter feed just blowing up. Yeah. yeah but the, the indignance. Dude, okay, first off, any award show is bullshit. It's all pretty much bullshit. But yeah. Golden Globes... Guys, it's the Hollywood Foreign Press. Right. Like, it's a whole bunch of just jerking off. Like, that is what... No, seriously, though, that is what that is. You can bet... And I don't mean this in, like, a really shitty, like, bigoted way. Oh, this will be good. But, but, but <laughs> Golden Globes, bigot. you can you can bet your money on Golden Globes is usually going to fucking award something to... Anything that has to do with, like, ethnic diversity. Oh, of course. Uh, it's always going to be... And not that that's a bad thing. No. But just you have to understand, Hollywood Foreign Press... They celebrate diversity in Hollywood. If your film is set in another country, hands down, you're getting a nomination. Fucking A. Probably the win. Yes. Uh, so that's that's all. The only thing that got me is that two years in a row now, I feel like Glow and Allison Brie specifically oh, have, been, have been given the shaft. You yeah. know, I... And I think The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel is a fucking fantastic show. Have you seen show. that? It's, yeah. It's really good. I'm still working through season two. Like, Sarah, like, consumed the shit out of that real quick. Uh, but I'm still kind of slowly working my way through it. I need to get into that. It's a fantastic show. I'm sure I really like it. Would. 
I'm not a big fan of Amy Sherman Palladino. Really? Uh, Gilmore Girls. Not a Gilmore Girls fan. I love Gilmore Girls. Like, I've gone back and watched it, and it's okay, but there's still something about the way they talk at each other that I don't enjoy. It's very Aaron Sorkin-y. It doesn't fit in 2000s Stars Hollow, Mm -hmm. but it is a cadence that fits in 1950s New York. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I I guess her writing translates uh, to another. Hey, we're about to be in the 20s, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, coming back. We're bringing the 20s back. Roaring 20s. Uh, So, no, I I enjoy the show a lot, but the thing is, I think that Alison Brie also turns in a super strong performance and also has to undergo like intense physical yeah. and emotional mental preparation for that role that I just don't feel like Rachel what's her name Rachel Brosnahan Rachel Brosnahan I don't think she quite has to like Rachel well, Brosnahan hits that that peak like yeah. she does well but I just don't think that work the preparation is the same going you into know, it. You know, she had to work with Kevin Spacey on House of Cards though, so that's its own kind of boot what camp. What she should have gotten an award for House of Cards? Well, it's, well, no, I'm just saying, like she's paid her dues. That's her personal Vietnam, Joe. Uh-huh. So now she's uh, yes. reaping the benefits. That's cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying, dude. Allison Brie got robbed, yeah. and it has nothing to do with the fact that I have like a mad crush on Allison Brie, the biggest crush on Allison. We all Brie. know it, Joe. Um, you know. It happened. Well, what did you think? <laughs> Sarah, Sarah, like, Sarah, like, puts the... The, the, the yeah, screws to you? That's what it screws is. Screws and neck. Screws and neck. neck. She, uh, she does. She's like, so, um, so, like, is it just that I look like Alison Brie? I think that, <laughs> that happened once where she's like, is it just that I look like Alison Brie? And I she does, her, kind of. And I went, no, baby. Alison Brie looks like you. Oh, brownie points. Yeah, wow, you know how to play that. It's the truth. Wordsmith. Um, you should have a podcast or something. I know, right? <laughs> it would be great if I had one where I could get some words out. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's because, my hypocrisy. Because of me. It knows no bounds. No. <laughs> uh, but but no, I, I enjoy Glow a lot. I'm looking forward to season three of that. Season three of Miss Maisel's coming out soon. Any other uh, opinions about the Golden Globes? Some of uh, one? I thought that it was uh, it was really cool. Jeff Bridges' speech oh, was, was awesome. You know what? Ultimately, it was uh, I, we liked the message behind it. Uh, yeah. Jen and I were watching that live. And uh, <laughs> yeah, even the next day, we were like, tag, you're it. Yeah. Like, what a great little speech he gave. But oh my God, like... He's fucking batshit crazy. Yeah, he is. Like, he's just living that life. He's he a, is the big Lebowski. He is the dude. Uh, and I just loved Harrison Ford coming out afterwards going, nobody nobody, nobody said I had to follow Jeff Bridges. Yes, that's great. Who wants to do that? <laughs> uh, uh, no, but it was, um, it, was, it was a cool little, it was a cool little event. I thought that... Uh, a little ditty. Andy Samberg and Sandra Oh, is that who that was? They're great, yeah. Is, uh, with, Grey's Anatomy. Is that who's, what her name is, Sandra Absolutely. Oh? Mm-hmm. Okay. I didn't think they had a chemistry with one another. It didn't quite work with each other. A little stunt casting. They each individually did well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, and then the, Sarah and I were talking about this. Like, there's this whole goofy opening. And then, like, Sandra O oh has this t- moment where she, like, breaks down and, like, just starts talking about, like, yes. the importance uh. of, like, ICU, the women in the room. Listen. And Sarah and I were waiting for the punchline because we, nope. we, we, it didn't it segue. Like, yeah. It didn't segue right. You're and, in the middle of your opening monologue and you're cracking wise. Yeah. And then we, we just. Take a hard right into this. Uh, yeah, even Joe, it's easy for us two two white males living in America to kind of sit here and yeah. talk about how annoying that was. But uh, even Jenna, Jenna especially was like, uh, like she was texting me. It was like, this is going to be it. This the whole evening. Yeah, everyone's wearing black dresses, uh, and they're, not that she's against the cause. There's Alyssa Milano, uh, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but uh, yeah, she felt maybe the messaging was a little heavy-handed uh-huh. and uh, not doing themselves any favors by uh, leaning into it so much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hashtag thought, me too. I thought they missed a uh, a golden opportunity. Hashtag times up. Having them both in the room and not having that. both Kristen Bell and Christian Bale present right. with each oh, other. Oh, I know they were so close. Yeah. Um, How about his crazy speech too? Dude, he, I thought he was he was fine. He was in, very in the realm of speeches, he was eloquent while sounding like the artful Dodger. Yes, from, yes. from, from Oliver Twist. <laughs> yes. Like he seriously. All right, who else do I got? To, <laughs> who else do I got to thank, baby? I'm like, what? Is that Bruce Wayne? No wonder he sounds like he's got a lateral lisp when he talks when he does his American accent. Yeah, um, a lateral lisp. I, I like that. I thought that I thought that it was fine for for an award show. Overall, it was fine. Uh, I went to bed too soon, I guess, because I was really pulling for uh, for uh, for Bohemian Rhapsody to win some stuff, and oh, yeah. I missed. I went to bed right before they they won their awards. And there, there, there it was. Yeah, Un, undeserved though. Is it undeserved? Agree? I haven't seen the movie yet. I haven't yet either. But I I was going to see it. But all the reviews have said that it's a it's, it's a paint by numbers. Yeah, uh, which is exactly what I was afraid it was going to be. You know, but everyone that I know that has that has seen it mm-hmm. 
They've all said it's fantastic. It's really good. What I'm not excited about, I just saw a trailer for this when we went and saw that Ruth Bader Ginsburg movie. Mm-hmm. They showed a trailer for the Elton John Rocket Man. Here's a th- okay, Hollywood, <laughs> I've got a fucking problem with this right now. That there's a trailer for Matthew, a Matthew McConaughey movie with um, uh, uh, Princess Diaries, uh, Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway, yeah. And it's called Serenity. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it bothers me because I'm like, that's not, that is not Serenity. No, it's taken. It's not, no, it's not taken. That's But yeah, Serenity forever. Serenity is the Firefly movie. Like, you cannot make another movie called Serenity. Call it like Lake Serenity. There you or call go. it yeah. Mind of Serenity. You cannot just call it Serenity because fuck you. Uh, the the crew of Serenity have gone through way too much. Uh, and now there's a movie that's an Elton John biopic called Rocket Man. And all I can think of is the, that uh, movie Rocket Man. With what's his name? <laughs> with uh, Harlan. Uh, Harlan, yeah, Harlan Williams or something like that. Oh, what is his name? Um, and uh, and and uh, the the guy who played the bad guy from Die Hard 2. This is going to be the best podcast tonight that we cannot remember <laughs> None of the names. anyone's fucking name. William Sadler. There you go. William Sadler's in that movie, Yeah, too. Harlan Williams. Yeah. The stoner from... That's, uh, <laughs> it's from Beth Baked. Yeah. And the guy from... Uh, uh, what, is it Dumb and Dumber? Is, is he in Dumb and Dumber? know how fast you were going? Oh, that's him, too, isn't Have it? A little, bit yeah. of, a little bit of Grandpa's cough medicine. <laughs> or from uh, Something About Mary. Seven oh, minute yeah. abs. You've heard of eight minute abs? Seven minute abs. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can't. You can't do that. Come up with. I'm sure you could have called the Elton John movie Elton or Crocodile Rock or yeah or anything else. He's got tons Yellow of Brick songs. Road, Candle in the Wind. Yeah. Instead, Rocket Man. Really? Although that would be about Princess Diana, probably. And, right? and I'm not. I'm not interested in it. I like Elton John. Okay. Biopics are boring generally. I don't know if they're boring. Uh, they're, they're, I mean, there's a lot of entertaining ones out there. Yeah. What's, what's Ray? It? I liked Ray a People lot. People like Ray. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, what else? <laughs> what, what other biopics? There you go. Is Rocky a biopic? I think what, Rocky's a biopic. What's the one that Dennis Quaid is? Buddy Holly, right? You ever see that one? No. Uh, Great Balls of Fire. Great Balls Jerry of Fire. Lee Lewis. That's who it was. Yeah. yeah. That's not bad. La Bamba was okay. Oh, The Doors? The Doors. The Doors is the probably doors the best is one. The fucking weird. Well, yeah. It's Oliver Stone, The Doors is a weird one. Uh, Nixon? Vice Is that about the Nixons? Yeah. I love that band yes. Sister I see you <laughs> Dancing on the stage Oh memory Too much singing in this episode For my taste so far <laughs> Well I'm trying to give you All the material For, you for the 2020 Eddie Awards uh, Yeah mm. So um, No I, I think I told you Before we started recording uh, Spent some time With the family I didn't have a don't have a show going on or anything yeah. like that. How does it feel? Free it, time. It feels pretty nice. There were auditions for a show called Rumors, the Neil Simon show. Rumors, Rumors have it. Rumor has it. Doom, doom, um, doom, doom, which I was doom, considering doom. auditioning for. Yeah, you'd be great at that. But then I, I love that show. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, you know what? I'm fucking, I'm on break. Yeah. I am fucking breaking yeah. right Sit now. Sit out 2019, maybe? Maybe not all of 2019. Mm, okay. First got, two I got to do something. Um, but, uh, but no, then uh, Jay came by and... Uh, we hung out for a little bit, and I took him to go see Bumblebee. Yeah. Because he's, he's a huge Transformers fan. Hadn't seen it yet. You love it as much as we did. Fucking loved it. Good. Who yeah. wouldn't love that? Had a great fucking time. Seriously, who wouldn't love that movie? It's I got think, something for everybody. I think I think you know who hates those movies? Mm. Fucking Nazis. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they don't like movies that are good. It's uh, it's, it's heartwarming. It's got comedy. It's got action. Yes. Much it's like... Haley Steinfeld. The film that uh, we're talking about today, oh, Joe. Wait, I'm not ready to segue into <laughs> God damn it, it was so perfect. No, it too. was perfect. Okay. Right, no, let's talk about Bumblebee a little uh, bit No, b- Bumblebee. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, no, that's that's actually all I had. I was just trying, okay. to, break, I was trying to break up your, uh, your flow. Yes. This is the Editing Bay on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name's Joe. Mine's Joel. It's where we come to talk about movies. Sometimes they're good movies. Sometimes bad movies, no matter what the case. Every week we will uh, watch a movie and then come back here and talk about what he, with each other. <laughs> Easy for you to say. Uh, with each other and with you, our lovely Editing Bay listeners, we invite you to take part in the discussion. Go to Facebook uh, and uh, or Facebook.com slash Editing Bay in the search bar. <laughs> Dude, it's like I've never fucking done this before. Uh, in the search bar, put in the Editing Bay. Find that image of the woman with the bleeding eyes. Click on that. and That's where you could talk back to us. And let us know what you think about the movie of the week or just movies in general. If you got something you want to suggest, uh, you can go ahead and put it there. Uh, and uh, this is our first yeah. Film that we're talking about in 2019. This mm. is your pick. It's a whole new year from ni- a whole new year. <laughs> Don't you dare turn that calendar. <laughs> a whole fantastic <laughs> point of view. Pencil in it gets better. <laughs> Uh, from 1995. Yes. We've been doing a lot of 90s movies, I feel like. But yeah. uh, you and I are probably... Little... We have done a lot of movies from 1995. That's right. And, and as much as I didn't want to do that, goddammit, I'm doing it. Because yeah. this movie's been on our list for a while. Joe, ever since I found out 
that um, you had seen the sequel. What yeah. is it? Uh, welcome, welcome to, to the, the Jungle. Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. Uh, and loved it, you said, right? Yeah. I fucking really thought it was fantastic. It. But had I not seen it. In fact, I started watching it again after I finished this. Oh, really? Yeah, just to try to get that whole experience. Yeah, I wanted to do that, too, because uh, I still haven't seen it. You said it's a direct sequel. You still haven't seen it? Whoa. I'm waiting. Uh, although, you know what? Uh, they are making another sequel, a Jumanji 3, as it were. Yeah, you hear the but news they're calling that? it Jumanji 2. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like, okay, w- which is it? Are you trying to um, ride the coattails of the 1995 movie by naming your film Jumanji? Uh, yeah. And then why are you abandoning it and pretending like it didn't exist? Right. Like, motherfucker, this is Jumanji 2. But they're not 2. because in fact, they reference the first movie exactly. in the second one. I would even call this Jumanji 4 because Zathura was the unofficial spiritual successor to yeah. the original Jumanji. Still haven't seen it. Just to give you a frame of reference of the other movies that came out in 1995, are you ready for this? Let's 95 do it. was a golden year for film. Oh, yeah. Not just good movies, but just memorable movies, whether they were good or bad. We've got Mortal Kombat, <laughs> Showgirls, Babe, Tommy Boy, a goofy movie. Is this, is this our 2019 edi- uh, editing bay out. list? Check or? this out. Uh, Judge Dredd, mm. Desperado, the Basketball Diaries, Bad Boys, Outbreak, mm. Congo, Crimson Tide, Billy Madison, Dead Man Walking, Clueless, Batman Forever, Strange Days, The Brady Bunch Movie, GoldenEye, Empire Records, 12 Monkeys, Braveheart, Casino, Apollo 13, Heat, Toy Story, wow. Get wow. Shorty, 7, and Die Hard with a Vengeance. We've done about a third of those movies on this All podcast. All came so. out in 1995. That's crazy. It's That's a crazy insanity. good year. Now, here's a cool connection to other 1995 films that this movie All has. Right. It was directed by Joe Johnston, right. the director of Captain America, the First Avenger, yeah. The Rocketeer, Congo. Jurassic Park 3, and uh, mm. The Nutcracker and the Four Realms. Oh, ooh. yeah. Real hit or miss, huh? Co-written by Jonathan Hensley. Who's that? He wrote... Die Hard with a Vengeance, <laughs> The Punisher with Thomas Jane, and Armageddon. You got a real six degrees of separation it's, going on here, it's buddy. It's fun, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this uh, this movie was made for $65 million. Sure was. You know how much it made? 262 Uh-huh. Compared to the sequel, Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle, which was made for... Hmm. Uh, the budget was between ninety and one hundred and fifty million. <laughs> That's a pretty wide window. Would, uh, there's very specific numbers to how much it made. Uh oh, nine hundred and sixty-two point one million. Well, you got to adjust for inflation, though, Joe, obviously. <laughs> It's not apples to apples. Wow, that's crazy. I didn't yeah, realize dude. it was set that big. You know what? The Rock Man. You put The Rock in anything. The Rock Man. Yeah. The, the, the Mega Man. Man. Yes. In Japan. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know they're making a live-action Mega Man movie. And it should be it should start The Rock. What if they cast it Rock should be Dwayne The Rock Johnson Rock Man. in that blue costume? <laughs> Ooh, I'm calling it now. Christopher Lloyd as uh, Dr. Wiley. As Dr. Wiley? Is my recast. Who would be Dr. Light? Uh... Oh, Richard Attenborough, except he's dead. But yeah. wouldn't he be perfect? He, we could just we could do the DMX, or not DMX, the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what's his X name? X gonna give it to you. <laughs> give it to you. No, what was his name? What was the name from uh, Poetic Justice with Janet Jackson? Tupac. Oh, Tupac. Tupac. We yeah. could Tupac him. Uh, all right, so 1995's Jumanji. You're wow. right. I had not seen this movie. Uh, Understandably, starring, after that laundry list of films. I know, right? Robin Williams, Bonnie Hunt. Mm-hmm. Because no one brings people to the theater. No one fills theaters <laughs> like Bonnie Hunt. Uh, Kirsten Dunst, a very young Kirsten Dunst. That's right. Uh, and a, a little boy that we don't ever see. We'll never see again. That's B- fine. B.B. Newworth. He's great in this. It? She's great in this. David yeah. Allen Greer. Of course. Oh, man. Almost <laughs> makes the film. One of the highlights Dude. for me. I sent Joel a, uh, a message <laughs> right after I finished watching the movie. Every t- I don't know, you, you, you're familiar with Amazon Women on the Moon, right? Oh, oh that's the one it's from, not Kentucky Fried Yeah, Man. not Kentucky Fried I get them confused. Amazon Women on the Moon. That's what it is. And uh, there's this bit, <laughs> and it's, it's called Blacks Without Soul. And, and David Allen Greer plays uh, Don No Soul no Simmons. Simmons. <laughs> and he's, tie a yellow ribbon <laughs> round the old oak tree. Singing the most milquitos <laughs> And he can't keep songs. the beat. They cut to his feet and he yeah. can't keep He's got beat. no rhythm. He's <laughs> no soul. And so every time he showed up in this movie, I would just go, look, there's Don No Soul Simmons. <laughs> oh, God, he's so funny. But he's like, great. If you hear him on, like, on the Adam Carolla show or other uh, radio interviews, that dude is fucking wheels the fuck off. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. He and um, Gary Busey, I feel like, could, you could just sit them in a the room, room? <laughs> and see who survives. Two men enter. One, one man, man leaves. leaves. Who run Barter Town? <laughs> uh, Master so Blaster. You saw this when it came out in theaters? Uh, I did several times because 
Uh, I was all, you know me, I'm all into animation, and that extends to computer animation. As Ed, you mentioned, uh, 1995 was a, a, a big year for computer animation. Yeah. The, the original Toy Story, uh, but also we were hot on the wheels of uh, Jurassic Park uh-huh. in 1994, which kind of was a, a breakthrough hit as far as special effects goes. And then to think that just a year later this comes out uh, with so many special effects shots, I know they don't hold up today. Let's get that out of the way now. They're not going to look like 2019's uh, special effects, but... Still really effective for, well, no, Joe's wincing, yeah. even as I say yes. this. Man, that was one of the things that kind of turned me off about this movie, that the, the effects yeah. are so dated. But the, 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 the computer-generated effects are super dated, while sure. 95% of the practicals I thought were really great. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like the vines, the plants. There was a lot of cool puppetry and animatronic going on. The, yeah. and the spiders were okay. They look like robots. The lion... Was horrible. The lion really? that's in the bedroom the whole time. But I thought was like the lion that's dressed up like Elvis and Chuck E. Cheese. No, it was no <laughs> yeah, Joe. It, it is was not seriously that like bad. it was seriously the Elvis lion from Chuck E. Cheese for 1995. It's really spectacular. I yeah. think. The, yeah, they they made a lot of technological breakthroughs. This was the first one where they were like rendering fur onto uh-huh. uh, animals. So. Uh, and and uh, able to it was Mighty Joe Young was the first movie that really tried to do that on a large scale. That's true, and and have you uh, care about the emotions of a CGI? Yeah. That was a CGI ape. Yeah, yeah, dude. Pre Andy Circus, Bill Paxton, and uh, <laughs> was that Charlize Theron? That it was, was Charlize movie? Theron. Yeah. Jesus Christ! I like to think that Charlize Theron of Mad Max Fury Road like looks back on that job <laughs> and is like, the fuck was I? She looks back on Reindeer Games. The fuck was Who's I more doing? embarrassed, Laura Linney for Congo or her for uh, Mighty Joe Young? Her for Mighty Joe Young. Oh, really? Congo was probably probably made more money. It did make more money, Mighty but Joe not Young. a not a not a good movie. Probably not, but it still made <laughs> more money. Soon to an episode, it probably still made. It's more all money. about the money for you, huh, Joe? It's all about the money, money, money. Mm. We don't need your money, money, money. Tell me about Jumanji. Jumanji. So I like the special effects. One of the things I think that helps sell it is uh, that in this world. They they kind of set up that everything is is kind of hyper real. So even the lion doesn't look like a like a real lion. It's like almost an alternate universe lion. The monkeys, look. Yeah. So instead of the trying lion to has a weird like raised eyebrow. Yes, all the it time. does. Yes. Hey, yeah, what? everything does. Every like you know, it, it's almost like uh, Stephen King's The Mist. Like these are alternate universes. The Mist had a huge eyebrow. Mosquito. <laughs> Uh, Ridiculous eyebrows. <laughs> huge mosquitoes and uh, plants that grow out of the ground and. Um, Actually, all plants grow out of the ground. Those are dumb things. So. <laughs> Huge plants that grow out of the ground. Some grow from the you know the sky, the Joe. sky from from <laughs> sky plants from walls. That's <laughs> like from Legend of Zelda. <laughs> you played that game, Sky Plants. Sky plants. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I so I kind of forgive the fact that they don't look photorealistic because they're not real. They're from this game. They're, what? It's magic, Joe. What? It's magic. I believe must it's be, magic. Must magic. be magnets. I believe it's must magic. be microchipped. Oh, yeah. I would love if this movie shared a same universe with uh, Small Soldiers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> while this game is being played, but then you've also got, like, Major Chip Hazard. Yeah. Who's trying to hunt down Kirsten Dunst. That's awesome. <laughs> He's like, listen, you got away from us before. This game, this movie gets kind of terrifying. Yes, I it does. I wasn't counting on it to be as fucking terrifying as it was. As, and that's why I love it so much, because... Um, it's got a little something for everybody. It's a great family movie. It's uh, it's 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 funny. It, it's silly, but it also has some dark themes in it. There's yeah. some like, I mean, the whole thing that Robin Williams' character goes through, like he's what like an 11 year old child, yeah, who then gets sucked into this game and, and has to survive in a jungle for he's 26 living there years. for 26 years. When he comes out, like he's 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 the, a shell of a man. He's broken. He has no memory. Still thinks his parents are alive. Yeah, um, he's basically like you know stunted, uh, arrested development, if you will. And when he finally makes it back, it's kind of like heartbreaking when he visits the the uh, cemetery where his parents are and sees the t- the town, the whole town that he grew up in that was flourishing because of his dad and the uh, the the shoe plants. Yeah, has now uh, started. To, it's like uh, Back to the Future too. It's, it's like Rochester, like New York, after Biff, Kodak yeah, shut down. Biff Tannen took yeah. over. Uh, what was the name of the neighborhood in uh, America? Back to the Future, where, where Donald Trump won the presidency. <laughs> yeah, that's what's going on right uh, now. Shut up. <laughs> Seriously, what was the name of the remember town? Remember when in? we watched? Oh, I don't. Hill remember. Valley was the yeah, uh, Hill, neighborhood. They were Hill in. Valley. It was like Twin Pines or whatever. Was oh the, yeah, the mall, the Lone Pine. Um, no, do you re- do you remember when we watched uh, Idiocracy and we thought oh, like, do oh, I? this is ridiculous. <laughs> it's so funny because it could never, never possibly happen. Mm-hmm. Um, Welcome to 2019, everybody. I know, man. Happy New Year. That fucking speech that he gave. I'm sorry, we talked. Oh, we talked about, talking this about last night. Started. 
dude, that motherfucker. Not, I'm nine minutes. Be- you remember when like Obama would come on TV and like address the nation, and it would be like not that it, the the length mattered, but at least when he spoke, you were like, okay, here's a guy who's an eloquent speaker. He probably he wrote these out, words, laid out points. <laughs> yeah, fucking, Trump needed to go through his fucking speech a couple times before he threw it to the prompter because he was like. Uh, it's almost like listening to Christopher Walken deliver dialogue. They oh, say no. that Christopher Walken gets rid of, he asked them not to put any punctuation, so he'll just put his own, like, sl- <laughs> that's what it like sounded it. like, listening to fucking Donald Trump oh, speak. Oh, no. I'm sorry, this is not where you come to get your that's political right. news. I didn't watch it. So let's talk about Jumanji. Let's talk about Jumanji. Let's talk about Robin Williams, man. God, God, do I miss him. It's a fucking huge difference between watching his work in this and watching his work in Father's Day. Oh, God. Like, watching Father's Day and you're like, Oh, it's probably best that he's gone. Well, oh no! <laughs> well, I, th- I think you and I can both agree that, um, like, his stand-up when he does improv. Anytime you ever saw him on, like, David Letterman or, or whatever, like, you could see just what, like, a, a the manic, yeah. yeah, and his brain was just constantly working. Um, it's it's tiring sometimes yeah. watching him. You're laughing, but also at the same time, you just want to like like settle down. Like, he's settle, he's yeah. at his best when somebody can kind of harness his he's powers fir- for good. He's the first ten minutes of any Baz Luhrmann film. <laughs> yes, there you go. It's like if you can get through this. And you'll enjoy Robin Williams. What's your favorite Robin Williams role? Um, wow. I almost want to say this one. Yeah? He gets to do a little bit of everything in this one. That's cool. It doesn't get very deep. Uh, no, you know what? Goodwill Hunting. Yeah. Goodwill Good Hunting. Hunting's great. It's fantastic. He's got that really touch. He's got a couple of touching moments in it. Oh, yeah. That whole, it's not your fault. Oh, shit. Oh, that whole scene. Uh, Dead Poet Society is mine. Okay, there I you still go. Love, I love his... Th- that movie is just so amazing, and the work that he gives and like how he interacts with them mm-hmm. as a teacher to his students. Uh, his lessons are, are fantastic. But then when stuff gets real, uh, after Sean Patrick Leonard dies or whatever, yeah. and, like what, what goes on with him, it's like, damn, you know, this is... This is powerful stuff. That was one of the first times that like I saw him and he wasn't Mork from Mork. Like, yeah, he was, right? He or was Popeye. He was an actor. Like, oh, wait, can I change legit. my answer? Popeye? You're going to change it to Popeye? <laughs> <laughs> he was super good in that movie, though, man. That's gr- and nobody else could have done that. That was, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's true. He was a star. Uh, no, I, dude, I enjoyed this movie a lot. Good. I really had a of great course. time with it. Uh, the, what struck me at first was just the way that the filmmakers, just the way the production captures the feel... It's not often that I'm going to enjoy a movie that starts with not one, but two flashbacks. Yeah. Where it, it starts off well, like in the 1800s. The second one's not really where a they, flashback. It's like we're, we're, we're living in two times, Joe. Right. But then at the very end, we go back. Yeah. So it's it, like we, Ocarina of Time. We start, oh my God. He's is, a kid that's and then he's grown up. It is goes, exactly <laughs> like Ocarina of <laughs> the Time. The Legend of Zelda of uh, movies. Um, we, uh, we start off in the 1800s where a couple of kids are burying the game. Go, 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 and they're like, go, what go, if go, someone go, finds go, it? He's like, well, then God have mercy, mercy on, on their, their soul. soul. Uh, and then we end up in 1969 mm-hmm. where we see <laughs> a young Alan Parrish yeah. and uh, the Robin Williams character. And we see that he's like, he's a bullied kid. Yep. He goes to his dad's factory. He meets David Allen Greer. Mm-hmm. Uh, David Allen Greer somehow has the idea of a, like a, <laughs> like, of the Air Jordans before they become Air <laughs> in Jordans. In the 60s, right. Um, and then like, what happens? They he finds the game, gets sucked in the game. Then we flash to nineteen eighty. Was it nineteen eighty or nineteen ninety five? Present time, nineteen ninety five. Yeah, well, present Nin- time in this nineteen ninety five. It was interesting to me too that they were like twenty six years later. It's like why don't they just round it out evenly? Like have the movie yeah. take place. Like, Do it back to the future. Eighteen ninety five and nineteen eighty five, and then nineteen ninety fifteen. Two thousand. Oh right. Just doing Back to the Future. There we Yay. go. Someday someone's going to hire us to do like <laughs> ocean spray, like cranberry juice commercials, and we're just going to be like the the new Bobby McFerrin. <laughs> 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 Adon also had Robin Williams in it. 
Oh, he did it. Was that in the video, video for that Bobby yeah. McFerrin. Don't video. worry, be fucking happy. Oh, I miss him. What do you What do you think he'd be doing nowadays? Like, what movies do you think? You know what? I think he casting? would be in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, <gasps> dude. Robin Williams in Mind the MCU. Blown. Who yeah, would he have been? I don't know, man. Let's see, like one of the heroes, or maybe I don't a villain. think one of. The, I don't even think he'd be a villain. I think he'd probably be like a, a side character or something. Yeah, yeah. He could have been like the Stellan Skarsgård. That's true. Yeah, Stellar was Skateboards. This the, the scientist. <laughs> It's a little nod of the hat to how did this get made. Uh, yeah, he could have been. He could have been that character. Uh, he could have been Odin. Nah. Yeah, he could have been Odin. Nah. They could have aged him up. He could have been Odin. He's too silly for that. Dude. He's, he's, have you seen Goodwill Hunting? Yes, but I'm just saying he's not uh, distinguished. What? He's, he, he doesn't uh, the fuck you carry about? himself. He's a, he's, he's a joker. He's a toker. A midnight smoker. <laughs> <laughs> Some people call him the space cowboy. No, that's Zathura. Some that's that's Dak Shepard. Call him the gangster of love. Was that Dak Shepard that was in Zathura? Some people call him Maurice. Um, <laughs> no, no. It was uh, Sam. Sam Rockwell? Rockwell. Sam Rockwell was in that? Right. Was Man, that I got to see that fucking movie then. <laughs> Jesus. It's unofficial sequel to Jumanji, of course. Jumanji, Zathura. Zathura. Was that seriously? Was it connected? Is the third connected to Jumanji, or was yeah. that just well, the, a cheap fucking cash grab? No, on the they had the, of the so the same. These are both based on novels, yeah, uh, or books by the same author. <laughs> Thank and, you. And it was part of. Oh, it was Dak Shepard. My bad. Boom. It might as well have been Sam Rockwell. Did something like that? Like something in Moon. Moon. It was Moon. Yeah, Dak Shepard. It was directed by. Uh, oh my God, by David Bowie's son. And that's Josh Hutcherson as uh, one of the kids. Hutcherson. Josh Hutcherson. Tim Robinson. Kristen Stewart is in this? Kristen Stewart. Frank Oz does a voice. Yeah, Yoda. We got it. <laughs> He's Yoda. We got to see this movie. Coming yeah. soon to an episode of The Editing Man. We should. Um, no, what, what I loved was the production of this movie. I loved the, the way that things looked, and that, mm. that's what I was getting at. Yeah, sorry. That we, uh, we kind of, they did pull like a Back to the Future where we got to see this town in almost like three different time periods, uh, or, or four even, you know, because you had... The one That's that was true. the 1995 where the town was shit, and then the 1995 where the town was Everything's flourishing. Everything's okay, man. Um, and so that that was neat. And due in no little part to the score, oh. which while I'm listening to it, I'm going, wow, wow, there, this this music's got like reeds in it, and like mm-hmm. it's it's very reminiscent of Braveheart. <laughs> and so I looked it up, <laughs> Funny you should say and that. it's fucking James Horner That's right. who composed the music for Braveheart. One of my favorite composers, uh, Taken Too Soon, he is, uh, and this is one of uh, my favorite scores of his that he yeah. did. Yeah. It's, it's, it's understated, but... Um, it really is. There's a lot of moments in this movie that are not scored that mm-hmm. I felt like, oh, they probably could have put a little bit of music you think underneath so? this. Yeah. I don't know. I, this film just works for me. Um, you were talking earlier about how dark it is for it being like kind of a, a silly kids movie. Mm-hmm. Um and and I think that's one of the things that that elevates it because I appreciate that. And there's this um, this great theme of this father son yeah. motif going which, throughout, which comes in full play at the very end of the movie. Oh man, yeah, yeah, that's some heavy stuff. And it's not even really all that heavy, but it's at least touching. It's poignant. And you know, one of the things I like about this film, Joe, is that all of the characters, like none of them, are really throwaway characters. Maybe the BB Newworth character. Um, but they all kind of have their own little stories, their own little arcs. You know, that's that's something that I think works for the film, but I think it also is a little bit of a detriment. Oh, really? Because too I feel much like, going I feel, on? Yeah, I feel like there's a little too much going on, like that everybody has a thing. Like, okay, you've got Alan Parrish, mm-hmm. who's, you know, he's a bullied kid, and he doesn't get along with his father. 1969. They don't understand each other. His father quite, doesn't quite understand how to be a father to his son. Yep. He doesn't quite understand his father and where his father's coming from. He's embar- he doesn't want to Patricia follow Patricia Clarkson, who's fucking wasted yeah, in this movie. I know, right? Fantastic actress. She's in it for like two seconds. Two scenes. Um... You know, and so then he gets like sucked into this fucking board game, mm-hmm. emotionally and mentally scarring the Sarah Whittle character, yeah, the, the who's young, Bonnie Hunt, young Bonnie Hunt, and so she's got some kind of baggage that she's working through as well. Mm-hmm. Now we flash forward to 1995. You got Kirsten Dunst and her brother. Mm-hmm. Their parents have fucking died. Parents are dead. They live with their aunt, and they've been moved to like this shit town that yep. like is basically dying. 
They don't need to have their own. You've got David Allen Greer, who was yep. gonna make it rich, Just and now is a cop because of Allen getting his fucking his his fucking squad car gets fucking <laughs> taken by monkeys, taken and destroyed. <laughs> like his life is put into ruins too. Like the two kids, even. everybody has shit that's happened. Kirsten to them. Dunst is like a pathological liar. She keeps lying. She and has to the little boy that. can't talk to fucking adults. He's a, a mute, a, a chosen mute. Yeah, uh, ever since his parents died, and they so all kind of. I hear what you're saying. It is a lot, but it's a lot to kind of throw. In. But it's just a little like they don't spend too much time on each one. Everyone has their own kind of little moments. You get to see all of the characters interact with each other at some point. I think it's enough to to make it a nice little ensemble piece. It doesn't get obnoxious to the point of like Jurassic Parkian proportions with uh, with Alex and Timmy. All oh, right, where where it's like, we we're know, gonna have a buddy movie. I'm now. a hacker. Yeah, that's what I do. I'm a hacker. I like dinosaurs, and I'm a a junior paleontologist. Yeah, like okay, we don't need all this information because honestly. Only one of you actually becomes useful near the end, and <laughs> and you're planting the seeds way too much. Uh, no, it doesn't. It, it's not obnoxious, but it's still a little too much. And I do think that the the movie probably would have benefited from doing a little bit more with BB Newworth and having yeah. her be a, by by not just making her. They could have just made her their mom. Instead of it being their aunt, yeah, but it the, could have been their mom. But the whole thing, like you have to find out the parents killed or were killed in a wreck, so that when they bring them back at the end, no, it's part and of... that's great. No, I get and and believe me, like there was there's a part of me that was like getting goosebumps and tearing up a little at that. Yeah, like and and we'll talk about that a little bit later. But I just feel like the BB Newworth character, in her own way, goes through a lot of shit in this film, and then there's no payoff for her. Yeah, there's really there's yeah. no not to say like. I feel like it's really trivial me putting it like well, she doesn't get rewarded for what she's done. But you know, but what? she's not a bad person. Like if she was like a wicked ant kind of character and ended up having her house get fucked up or all that stuff. But, like I guess that would have worked. But instead, she like gets her house is torn apart. She's fucking floating <laughs> yes. down. The last time we see her, yes. she's floating down the street David on Allen a Greer. door with David Allen and Greer, a giant crocodile. Well, who knows what's happened to her? She got eaten by the crocodile. Deleted and, scene, Joe. Yeah, like and and I just kind of feel like. She wasn't horrible. But you know what? When you think about it, her um, payment comes in the form of not having to live through any of that stuff. So in the alternate universe, her brother and sister-in-law don't die in a car accident. She doesn't have to take their kids on. She's probably off in the Caribbean living a, a happy life. We yeah. just don't see it. Okay, great. And there, speaking of deleted scenes, there is a deleted scene where David Allen Greer takes over the shoe uh, company. Yeah? And like creates his shoe and Allen's there working with him. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, it's implied, but we never get to see yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, so I, I do see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I, I just and I see what you're saying. I guess we're. I see you. <laughs> I see you. I'll always be watching you. There, I thought a really fun twist that I didn't see coming, and what was fun is that this guy was a character that was in the sequel, the Van Pelt character. Uh huh. Yeah, and so like it, it was fun to see him show up. Obviously, it's a completely different person. Um, what do you mean? And a complete. Well, the character is completely oh, different like, in oh, this yes, movie, absolutely. than what Van Pelt is in the sequel. Uh, the, in Van Pelt in the sequel is played by Bobby Cannavale. No way. Uh, and <laughs> and he's not like you know old hunter with a yeah, hat and safari. stuff like that. He's more of like a, a, a like a dirty treasure hunter. Oh, interesting. I who didn't ends realize... up like having a curse put on him, and so he's like he he's composed of like rats and snakes uh, and stuff. Really? Yeah. Oh. Well, because in the second one, yeah, it goes from being a board games. game to a video game That's kind right. of thing. Uh, I but, didn't know that character came back. Yeah. They're treating him like a boss. Which then, I thought huh? was really neat that he is like a constant in Jumanji. There's a Van Pelt. But what I did not see coming and what I knew from like the trailers is that these people play a game and like these monsters and, and, and beasts and stuff will come out and you got to make your way around them. I didn't think that there would be a deadliest game kind of character yes. that's like trying to hunt Alan Parrish yeah. down. And I love the way that Robin Williams plays against him and he's like... Oh no, not him! Mm-hmm. And the fact that it's played by the same guy that plays his father—his father—I love it. It's really cathartic in yes, a way at the end poignant. when he's able to, at the very end, where he's like, "Are you scared, boy? I'm terrified, mm-hmm. but I'm done running from you." Like, yeah. oh, he told me not to be afraid. This is fucking great. Like, he told me to stand up and, and face my fears. You see it then, yeah. That those father-son relationship themes run throughout, and you see it in the way that Robin Williams treats the little kid, uh-huh. like he's. When he does good, when he saves the, the Jumanji board game from going over the waterfall, yeah. and everyone else is congratulating him, and all that Robin Williams can do is just kind of like gloss over it, because yeah. that's all he knew as a kid. That's what his father did. Right. He, he was becoming his father, and so in that, he even says that he's like, yeah. as much as I tried, mm-hmm. uh, I still, I guess, I still became my father. Yeah. Uh, 
Um, yeah, I love it. See, this movie didn't need to be that that deep. It no, it didn't. Have these sub stories, and and the thing that helps it though is the fact that it is the same actor playing Van yeah. Pelt that is his dad. Yeah. You know that that imagery, the way that it echoes what's actually going on inside Alan Parrish. He's so great. Is fucking great. And you're right. The way that Robin Williams internalizes everything sells this movie a hundred and fifty percent. Yeah, one of his better performances. I oh, would for say. sure. Yeah. For sure. Right um, up there with Popeye. <laughs> than Aladdin. <laughs> uh, I did think that, like, Van Pelt was interesting and compelling when he was going toe-to-toe with Alan. Mm-hmm. When he's going toe-to-toe with Sarah and the kids, yeah. I thought that it was... It, it had, like, a total, like, Bill and Ted vibe. It gets very slapsticky. Where they're, like, chasing each other through the mall and, yeah. you know, through a store, and he shoots the, the tires, and the tires are chasing everybody, mm-hmm. and he gets covered in paint. Yeah. I mean, there's one point where the, the little boy... Has a couple of like propane tanks, yes, and like and like slams the top so it like he it he jawses itself <laughs> yes. into Van Pelt and hits him, and I'm like the motherfucker is a paraplegic now, like yeah, his like, knees are gone, and his head hit that uh, the ground with such force, yeah, yeah. would have knocked him out. Oh yeah, for sure. But luckily, at the least we're in movie land, so instead, <laughs> so it's just, okay, we get to see him do that girlish scream as he. Uh, uh, like that, he just runs into the wall. He just gets up. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah like true. when, like in Looney Tunes cartoons, when there's an explosion, they just have like blackface. Exactly. Like mm. cigars blown up. Yeah, that's right. Little birds floating <laughs> around their heads. Uh, but yeah, no, it was, it was, it was interesting. I was surprised to see like how much of the movie was was them and like character building between them, mm-hmm. and not just them sitting around playing a board game. Yeah. Uh, because I was afraid of that when we when I first started watching this movie, I was like, okay, so. What is this? Is this movie just going to be like fucking people playing a board game yeah. and then like oh, shit no. happening and then like them coming back? I liked that there was a an element of we need to save the game. Things are trying to take the game away from us. Right. The game doesn't want us to finish yeah. it. So we have to now we're not not only are we fighting against these beasts and not only are we fighting against like a cop that's trying to arrest me. We're, we're fighting against the game itself. Did it bother you? And maybe they touch on it in the sequel, and I just don't know. But in this film, you never find out where the game originated from. Like, I feel no. like when they tried to do a remake, they would have tried to explain, like, the backstory. Oh, there was a, a voodoo curse. Yeah. You know, somebody stole the wrong goat. No, chicken, man. And so a voodoo doctor put a curse on somebody. And, and now... after, after watching this one, I was really hoping that, like, if there was another Jumanji movie, it would be a prequel Exp- explaining yeah. the origins of this game. Man, maybe they will in part three. Or, maybe that's the Danny DeVito character. Did you hear about that? No. Danny DeVito is Get cast the fuck out of in the town. third slash second oh, slash fourth Jumanji movie. That's great. Yeah. I, there's a part of me that doesn't need to know. There is something kind of fun about like, I think so, who yeah. cares? It's just a magical... It's a magical board game. It sets up the rules. It's like, almost like literally. you could fucking... You could ruin it. You run the risk of ruining it by trying to explain it yeah, too it much. It doesn't need an explanation. No. It's... It's really fun in, in its in its own way. Like the game is a character itself, and uh, you know, and and offering offering redemption to these characters, uh, but not making it easy for them. I just had a thought that maybe like the game represents uh, adulthood, uh-huh. because only children can hear it. That, yeah. that doom, 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 doom. It's only only the children can hear the impending doom coming their way. Sure. And that's kind of some of the, the so things the, that he's having to deal with the in game this film. Represents, the game represents adulthood and, mm-hmm. rep, and represents responsibility. Yeah, and it's coming after you whether you want it to or not. You Time ticking. It. Maybe not. The, the booming of the drums is almost like the ticking of a yeah, clock. there you go. Dude. A bit of a stretch. No, that's pretty good, man. <laughs> I like that. That's really good. I, I do want someone to do a smash-up supercut of when Alan gets sucked into the game. Of like Thanos snapping his fingers, <laughs> all the stuff like starting to float away, yes. tear away. That's it. Like, wow, I didn't make that connection. Oh, for sure. These are the rhinoceroses and the <laughs> yes. elephants swirling above. Gone. <laughs> was you it, should have gone for the head. Was it worth it? <laughs> what did it cost? Everything. Everything. Uh, <laughs> the uh, so no, like I said at the end when they're able like to. When he rolls the dice for the final time mm-hmm. and his piece goes in and he says Jumanji mm-hmm. and like everything gets sucked into the game and then they, you know, the everything fades away and it's just Alan and Sarah again in as 1969 kids. as kids. Still embracing. I did not see that. Ending. Really? I didn't think that was going to be the way it ended. Oh, what did you think it was going to be? You think we're going to stick around in 1995? Yeah, I thought everything that was would it. Be changed? I thought that was that, that all the animals would be gone. Well, no. because But he... then they would have their closure like that Alan and, and Bonnie Hunt would kind of have their closure. And... I guess in most cases, Joel, I probably would have thought it was a cheap cop out, like it was. It, it was all a oh, dream. What kind an of easy thing. way to just reset yeah. the button. 
But, like, they earned that. I think so, like, too. I felt like through the course of playing that game, these characters earned this redemption and this second chance. Because they all, yes, they all have regrets. They all have things that, that need to be righted. Yeah. Uh, obviously, there's the, the dead parents of Kirsten Dunst and uh-huh. the other dude. Um. <laughs> they saw it through. Yeah. Which I thought was great. These characters were rewarded for finally facing their fears and seeing it through. And now, you know, he got a chance to go back. But what a fucking amazing opportunity to be able to go back. Can you imagine, Joel, if you could go back oh, to when Jesus. you were 11 oh, yeah. with everything that you know now? Yeah, I know, right? And then you get to live another 20 years until your mind catches up to your body or vice versa. Yeah. Um, yeah, you get to live, live two lives. That would be so fucking It does great. become kind of a, uh, a time travel paradox sort of film there at the end when... We're now back in 1995, and Bonnie Hunt and Robin Williams are now a couple, and she's pregnant. Yeah. And he has hired Kirsten Dunn's parents to right. work for the firm, and they show up at the Christmas party. And it's, But I do think it is nice, and this film needs that, and it would have been missing if it didn't have that scene at the end where everybody gets, the, the kids and the grown-ups get to kind of see each other again. Yes. Even though only one party knows what's I, happening. I really, I really dug that dude. So... So when they're kids again, and and you already have you have that closure and that catharsis of when Alan, you know, hugs his father and he's like, "I'm sorry for yeah. what I said." I'm I thought sorry. you never wanted to talk to me again. And and he's like, you know, I, thank God you're back. I haven't seen you in forever. I was just gone a few minutes, but felt like forever to me. Mm-hmm. But just to be able to, and I don't know if it's the, I know I've said this before when we've talked about movies. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's the fa- you know the the fact that I've lost a parent. Sure. And so being yeah. able to see that played out to see someone be able to make. To make amends or do the right thing, mm-hmm. have that second chance yeah. to say it. That's that affects me, man. That is so powerful, and the, and it, it was played well. That little boy that plays young Alan was really good, uh, and so that's a great exchange, and that's like heart lifting. And uh, and then the whole like young Bonnie Hunt gives him a kiss. She's like, you know, before I forget that I'm a kid or whatever, yeah. and like she gives him a kiss, and then like they, they you do you flash forward to this Christmas party, and you open up, and the piano's being played. Mm-hmm. Pan back more. You see David Allen Greer playing yeah. a guitar, singing carols, and then they like, you see the pregnant belly, and you're like, mm-hmm. "Well, when is this? Where where is this? When is this?" Because David Allen Greer kind of still looks the same because black <laughs> don't crack, black don't crack. And so they pull back more, and there's Bonnie Hunt, and she goes over and she sees Robin Williams. He's on the phone. He's like, "Yeah, Dad, okay, we're yep. gonna." So you know, the around. parents are still alive. Mm-hmm. And then she, when she says to him, she's like, "They're here." Like I started getting like excited. Like I started knew? getting like, "Did you weird. know?" Uh, I I assumed. Yeah. I was like. Oh my gosh, what are they really? And so when they come in and he meets the parents, but then when they meet the children yeah. for the first time, like I started welling up and it's embarrassing to say that. Like I, no, but I started welling up because I'm like, this is amazing. Like these, these two had to wait 26, 26 years, years to, see to finally again. see these two again. Yeah. That they had such that, a close connection. They, to. they finished the game with that yeah. saved their lives. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's and, right. And finish the and like they owe them everything. Mm-hmm. And to and to just sit there and think like these children will never know like what their life was. <laughs> yeah. And we kind of hint at the awkwardness to come. Where yes. the, the, they're a little too familiar with these kids. Yeah. Oh, you're just like we remember you. It kind of <laughs> uh, like if you're the parents, you're like, yeah, um, you know what? Maybe we maybe leave the go. kids at home next maybe, time with the Christmas maybe, party. You know what? We're going to take the kids to Colorado with us. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we'll all die together. Uh, it rang a little bit of Masters of the Universe in a way. Yeah, sure. You know, where it's like, oh, the parents aren't dead anymore, and we kept them from going on this vacation. Like, because I've seen Final Destination now, I'm just imagining <laughs> the hell that would become oh, their lives. Oh, jeez. <laughs> it tries to catch up with them. You're not supposed to live. You're not supposed to be alive. Uh, but no, real heartwarming ending. Yeah. And then just the fact that like the very end of the movie is the game... Washed up on a beach. And that's how fucking Jumanji 2 starts. On that same beach? It opens up on a beach, and there's somebody jogging, and you see the game, and you hear the thumping. Yeah? And the guy's, like, jogging on the beach, and he sees it, and he grabs... And it takes place... This opening takes place in 96. Oh, so so a year year later. later. Cool. And he, like, grabs it, and they, like... You know, he runs back home, and he's like, Hey, buddy, I found this on the beach. Maybe you might like it. And this kid's a video gamer, and he's like, Ugh, who the hell plays board games anymore? And he just lays it down, goes to bed, and overnight, Jumanji turns into a video game. And he puts it in, starts playing it, and that's when he gets sucked into that's it. That's cool. It's really neat, man. But now to, to to have seen the origins of it, yeah. to have seen this movie... You appreciate it more? I appreciate it even more. Like, good. I really... I dig this. Like, this is a good series of two films... Having now seen this first one, these are really great companion pieces with each other. Well, now let me ask you this, having not seen the sequel. 
Is it funny? Is it as funny as this original Jumanji? Oh, funnier. Because we, really, funnier. you think so? Yeah. Because we've been talking about um, you know the, the dramatic themes and and all of the the action adventure in this film, but this is this is a really funny film to me. It's lol several yeah. times. It's a super funny movie, but it definitely has more heart than the second one does. Well, but Kevin Hart is in the second one, <laughs> and, but he's only like five foot two. He's, it's just a little heart. It's a little heart. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, when you got Robin Williams in your film, it's hard then to he beat. Starts, then he starts fighting The Rock, and you know what that's called? A heart attack. <laughs> no. Uh. no, no, but the, uh, the the second one's good, and the second one the second one has some depth, but not as much depth as this yeah. first one does. Mm. Uh, but both very entertaining, both excellent films in their own right. Uh, I'm glad that you picked this one. Yay! I don't think I would have. I don't think I would have taken the time to watch it on really? my own. Oh, no. well, the, you're welcome, Joe. <laughs> oh, pleasant surprise there. You're huh? welcome for 2020. Speaking yeah. of the Rock, that's that right. was uh, no. It was it was really good. It was it was fun stuff. Uh, what else? What else do you have about this movie? Um, well, um, I'll save mine for uh, our next segment of the show. Okay, so I have one more notes. What did Jumanji do right? And again, for me, it's the the humor. It's a challenge when you're trying to balance, you know, drama with action and adventure and comedy, and usually one of them suffers. But I feel like this film is so balanced. But the fact that it's as funny as it is, I uh-huh. mean, and Robin Williams isn't even the funniest thing in it. Yeah. He, he has a couple of moments to shine. And in fact, I read uh, Joe Johnston. Johnston? Is yeah, that what it is? Joe Johnston. Was worried about casting him because he was afraid he was going to do his improv shtick and not stick to the script and not give the uh, the role the, the, the weight that it needed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I think he, he, he came through and he let the other actors kind of have some of oh, those sure. uh, comedic roles. Uh, Bonnie Hunt, she, she makes me laugh. She has some super moments. So many times. Yeah. I love when she's got the two kids and uh, this is after all the animals have escaped and they're running around the town. And the three monkeys on the motorcycle drive by. And she's like, you guys just saw three monkeys on a motorcycle, right? See, I had a problem with that, though. <laughs> really? Because her delivery like, is so good. Like, she's, she's totally surprised about three monkeys on a motorcycle driving by. Yet she has a little boy who's turned into a, a monkey. That's true. That she's holding by she the hand. She just needs like, reassuring. Why it's... have we chosen that that is outrageous, because, but this is not? Because we set up her character that like, she thinks she's gone crazy when, when Robin Williams shows up 26 <laughs> years later. It's funny when she's on the phone with her yeah, therapist. She's like, I think I'm having a... Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the the person another said episode doesn't exist. Uh, he's actually sitting here right now. <laughs> so I'd really like to get your take on it. Call me back when you can. No, she's great. Um, and of course, David Allen Greer. Oh, oh my God. God. Oh, like, God. He's so good. I cannot stop laughing. The shot of him like shrieking like a little girl <laughs> as that uh, tentacle oh, God, comes yeah. out of the forest and like is yeah. taking his car away. Oh, yes. Just, <laughs> and, and up to that point, it's like the big Lebowski's car. Like that uh-huh. car has been through so much. <laughs> yes. It's been shot by Van Pelt. It. They it's killed been, my fucking yes, car. The monkeys took it, and now here it's being dragged into the forest by a giant tentacle. Uh, but his reaction is just so, I love watching him in this Totally. Film. Oh, yes. Uh, I agree with you. I think that this is uh, it's an engaging story. Uh, but the strength of it is that it manages to juggle a decent amount of character and catharsis uh, while still being funny and offering a blockbuster spectacle. Um, yeah. You know, it's got heart and runs the risk of being a little overly schmaltzy, but not. it doesn't yeah. go all the way. Like Restraint. It does, yeah. It's, it's really uh, uh, elegant in the way that it balances Agreed. those things. Uh, what did Jumanji do wrong? That's tough. Um, I mean... Th- the easy answer is the special effects, just because they haven't really stood the test of time. But they were great for the time, and so I'm not going to fault that. Um, if anything, I think maybe the length. It's it. F- really? That's a buck forty-five. Uh, no, yeah, I can't even say it, that. It seems to go by at a pretty good clip. I'm really having trouble coming up with something that I think this film did wrong. Why don't you go first, and I'll see okay, if I can yeah. conjure uh, a so thought. What I felt like Jumanji did wrong, and yeah. I talked about this a little bit earlier, uh, I felt like there may have been a little too many complications involved with all of the characters. Judy and Peter's parents didn't really have to be dead. Uh, what was There really wasn't much of a point to that, other than to have something a li- also heartwarming at the end. But you still could have had the kids show up yeah. at the end, no matter how you cut it. Uh, you dedicated... Time to B.B. Newworth, uh, only to kind of retcon her out of the story by the end. I kind of had a problem with that. Uh, the special effects, to me, have not aged well. Yeah. Uh, and I felt like, and this was the big one for me, I felt like the conclusion of we have to finish the game mm-hmm. came a little too easily to everybody. You like, think so? Yeah. That like I'm not sure I would have jumped to that conclusion where it's like, 
I know well, we need to finish the game to make this all go but away. No, but you know what? They set that up early on. It's actually printed on the inside of the game. It says for. In I order, must have missed that. Yeah, it's, it's a throwaway line, and I didn't even. I don't remember remembering it when I saw it today. Oh wow! But I caught it today, and it, it's a little throwaway line about oh, in, in order for all this to go away, you have to finish. The oh, game. okay. That I says it there. I must have been because I was like I said watching this at work, so that must have been a moment that I had missed it. But it's early on. I was pretty much glued to the screen throughout this entire thing. Yeah, so, it runs at a pretty good uh, clip. I, I don't know how I could have missed that. All of my complaints are, are minor. Yeah, um, I'm gonna say it's a it's a near perfect film for it's, me. It's a re- dude. It's a really good movie. <laughs> yeah, S- starting off 2019 the on most, a good fucking note. Thank you, thank you. And the most disappointing point is uh, if you go to Rotten Tomatoes the critics have this at 53% the audiences only have it at 62 I think I read it's a review fresh. like I think I read that Roger Ebert wasn't very kind to this movie no this he movie. wasn't I mean he has his blind spots and this is one of those films that it's hard to put into a category because it, it's trying to, to do a lot of things it's trying to be a film for a lot of people but I think it ultimately succeeds and uh, that's why I love it here's probably what the problem was uh, at least from my point of view, this movie was not what I thought it was going to be based on the advertisements that I had seen. Uh, and we've talked about that. When you said you want to do this movie, and I was like, oh, God. Yep. From the trailers, this movie did not look like what I was expecting or what I got. And, you know, I think we both know that when you subvert expectations, <laughs> you run the risk of uh, of having a negative reaction from people. That can happen. Uh, it, it did not. That wasn't the case with me, but maybe that was the case with someone like Roger Ebert. Uh, but I do think I think any negative reviews that this movie gets are unfounded. <laughs> I think they're horrible. I agree. This this is a if that's really what the Rotten Tomatoes rating is, it's a very uh, underrated film. Well, hopefully, uh, other b- because of the success of the now sequel, maybe other people uh, like yourself will rediscover it. Twenty well, and this movie five was successful, later. man. Two hundred and sixty-two million dollars. Yeah. Uh, it had a cartoon show. Yes, that was uh, it, which a book had I a video game. I can't remember what the cartoon was. I think I it, it, it followed Alan, but I think they were in the jungle. But I remember it had like a really unique animation style. Oh yeah, Ooh, uh-huh. that doesn't sound good. Uh, no, it was. It wasn't bad. It yeah? was just. It just wasn't what I was expecting it to be. I mean, you could look it up. Uh, all no, right, I'm good. So if we were <laughs> great, if no, we were going to remake Jumanji mm, today, again. how would we do that? Uh, well, I have cast. Uh, well, it depends on if you want to do kids or not. Did you do the kids? I know they play such a big role in this film, but recasting uh, children. I did. Also I hard. did. I recast the the Kirsten Dunst and her little brother. Yeah. I did not did recast do young Alan and Sarah. I did all four if we have to, but I'll tell you right now, I'm just pulling the Stranger Kids. Stranger, Stranger Things. Kids. Stranger Kids. They just call it Stranger Kids. <laughs> That's the Saturday morning cartoon version of Stranger Things. <laughs> it's where, where Stranger Things babies. Where D'Artagnan lives and he's like a little pet. And... <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, he would totally be the Slimer. And he speaks. Of the, but oh, he yeah. would speak. But, but, but like like Snoopy does. Yeah. <laughs> and only Gatton Mutsen can understand can him. Understand oh, so him. it's a shaggy Scooby sort yeah, of thing going exactly. on. But Scooby can speak. We can understand Scooby. Well, can we though? Yeah. I mean, sometimes. Yes. He just puts an R in front of everything. That's right. <laughs> also starts with an R. All right. So how would we, uh, how okay. would we do this? So I've got those kids. Uh, and it looks like I've got maybe six or seven more. All right. Six. Uh, Who's your low man on the totem pole? Well, that would be the Bentley character. Or or we could do the uh, the B.B. Newworth. Let's do B.B. Newworth. All right. B.B. Newworth, the uh, Nora Shepard, mm-hmm. would be played by Sandra Bullock for me. Oh, I like that. Uh-huh. Bird boxes, Sandra Bullock. I went with, uh, and this was Jenna's uh, idea. How about Leah Remini? That's good. Ex Scientologist Leah Remini. Fucking a. Yeah. yeah, no, that's that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, I guess we could go the David with Alan Greer, the David Alan Greer the character, Soul Man. Yeah, I went with Jordan Peele. Yeah, also a Jenna Poole. I went with Terry Crews. Oh, that's great. Here, let me be honest. That's fantastic. I would have gone with Kevin Hart, yeah. but he was already cast. I in almost did sequel. too, and uh, and I was like, no, you can't do that. Terry Crews is Bentley. That's a great idea. Love it. Uh, all right. Well, how about uh... I kind of have a theme going too. Oh, do you? Oh, all let's of see if I can all of it these out. people have well, all except the kids have worked with uh, my director. Mm, okay. Oh, so, so tell me again then. We've got so we've got Sandra Bullock, Sandra Bullock, and, and Terry, Terry Crews. Mm, okay. Keep that in the back of my mind. How about the Bonnie Hunt character? Bonnie Hunt, Sarah, Sarah Whittle. Whittle. This is where it's gonna cool whip. <laughs> Whittins. My Sarah Whittle, played by Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> oh, oh, she'd be great in that. Well, I went with a uh, another comedian who she has shared film time with. How about Kristen Wiig? Hey, Kristen, Kristen Wiig in that role. Huh? Yeah, that's I like good. Them both. Good job. I uh, I've actually got Kristen Wiig in my recast. Oh, do you? And I don't think you recast this character. Uh, oh, is she the mother? Uh, yeah, Alan Parrish's mom. I did not do the mother. Yeah, Kristen Wiig. 
All right, I like that. Uh, you know what? Let me pull something real quick. I'll do uh, Megan Mullally. Megan Mullally. How about that? All right. The other Tammy. Because <laughs> Patricia... It's the first Tammy. Is uh, Tammy 1. <laughs> yes. Megan Mullally is ta- Tammy 2. Yeah. Listen to Parks and Rec. Or watch, or watch it. it. <laughs> listen to I mean, a Parks and Rec unless, episode. Unless you're too. blind. Oh. <laughs> then you have no choice but to oh. listen. No, go ahead. Well, what how about guess? the Father Parish? Van, slash Van Pelt Van slash Pelt. Sam Parish? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, again, Jenna supplied this one, and she supplied it not even realizing that the same actor was playing both roles. Oh, really? She saw Van Pelt, and she was like, I bet you Gary Oldman could do that. Oh, and I was like, you great. bet your fucking ass Gary Oldman he can do, do it. Anything. Not only can he do that part, but he can do the, the, the overly stern father yes, as well. Yeah. Well, I thought that was great. I uh, I cast Guardians of the Galaxy's Peter Serafinowicz. Who is he playing? He he, uh, he was one of the uh, the Nova Corps. Oh yeah, he's the yeah. guy who they look like a bunch of bunch of uh, a holes. Yeah, oh, I love that guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, ooh, that's a good idea. Yeah, he can do both. Oh, he's so menacing. Yeah, Van Pelt. That's a great idea. Uh, and then I have the Robin Williams character left. Uh, but let's do the kids first. Okay. Huh? All right. So if I'm doing my Stranger Things, I'm gonna have uh, Millie Bobby Brown be the Kirsten Dunst. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The the pathological liar. Sure. And then of course her brother's gonna be Finn Wolfhard, who yeah. is uh, Mike, right? And then uh, if you're doing young Alan Parrish and young, uh, I forgot what her name, oh, Sarah, Sarah Whittle, the Robin Williams and Bonnie Hunt characters. How about, um, what is it? Uh, oh, I had it right here. Something Manizano? Hold on. No, Gatton Matarazzo. Yep, that guy. He's going to play my young Peter, my Peter Shepard. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, now I'm lost. So we've both, we've both. But I told you, everybody but the kids has worked oh, with my director. Oh, you said that. Okay, so I'm, I'm thinking too yeah. hard. And then a, and Sadie Sink would be a young Sarah. Williams. Oh, okay, gotcha. Uh, my my Judy Shepard mm-hmm. uh, would be Sophia Lillies. She was uh, young Beverly in It, which you haven't seen. Oh, uh, okay. She's really good. Hmm. Uh, Take yeah, your word for I've it. Got, I got my, my Alan Parrish is all that's left. Let's do it. All right, uh, mine, I was going to go with Paul Rudd. <laughs> oh my god, that's but what I cast him. I cast him in fucking everything. Yeah, well, because so he's like, great. I can't. He can do everything. Uh, he's my fucking man crush, dude. Mm-hmm. Paul Rudd's it. Hey, keep your hands off my Paul Rudd. <laughs> keep your Paul Rudd off my hands. <laughs> uh, I would have gone with Jack Black, but oh, he was already in the sequel. In the sequel, wow. So I went with Steve Carell. Oh my god, Joe. Read my mind. That's not who I picked, but he was my runner up. Oh, really? Yes, but instead of Steve Carell, I went Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller's fucking kind good, of cut yeah. from the same cloth. Both do drama, both do comedy, both do action. Um, yeah, good cast, man. Yeah. What do you got? And who's your director? Then? My director. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Let me see if I can figure it all the out. The kids. Okay, wait. I, the kids, and I don't think Steve Carell has worked with my director. Oh wow! <laughs> but Sandra Bullock has. Yeah. Terry Crews has. With your director. Uh, Kristen Wiig has. Peter Serafinowicz and Melissa McCarthy. I'm at a loss, have man. Definitely what is it? worked with this director, Paul Feig. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Sandra Bullock was in The Heat. Oh, I forgot about that. Well, what, Terry Crews yeah, what's was he from? in, what was it, it Unaccompanied Minors or something? I, I take your word for it. Uh, but yeah, Paul Feig, that, is, that nice. is my director. Guys, if you have any thoughts on how you would recast Jumanji, uh, thoughts on our recast, or thoughts about the movie in general, if there's something we didn't talk about that you want to uh, chime in on, go ahead and talk to us on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash the editing bay, or... Uh, just throw the editing bay into that search bar throw it. and uh, yeah. yeah, throw it in there or type it, whatever you want. Toss it. Uh, <laughs> bop it. <laughs> Twist it. Twist it. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Screw it. Twist it. Uh, yeah, just go ahead and let us know and uh, and we will uh, put your, your movie suggestions on the list if you got something you want us to talk about in the future. Mm. Uh, we've also got a website, right, Joel? We sure do. It's not the editing bay. It's not edit bay. Somewhere in between. It's editingbay.com. Please go there. Bookmark it anytime you need to find out anything about the editing bay oh what's a link to our Facebook page well we got one there well how do I subscribe to the podcast we have a link for that too well what's your Twitter handle well we have that on there too <laughs> but it's at the editing bay what's your Pornhub account please, please. <laughs> we've got one there too <laughs> JR69 <laughs> um, also uh, you can uh, find a link to our uh, editing awards episode if you have not yet listened to that you're already into 2019 haven't heard uh, how 2018 wrapped up check out our Eddie Award episode from last week, which you can also find there. All that and more on EditingBay.com. Guys, please leave us a rating and a review if you'd be so kind on your podcasting app. Five-star rating would be fantastic. And just uh, in your review, let us know what you like about the show. Uh, And then after that, share it with a friend. We'd like to grow this thing. I mean, we've only been at it for about five years. Uh, we enjoy all half dozen we, listeners that we've got. <laughs> we do it for uh, we do it for the fun for of the, the money. Show. That's right. Do it for the nookie. I did it for the nookie. 
And you know what? When you're done listening to this episode, go check out the latest episode of the Craniacs podcast. Yeah. Uh, our friend, friend of show, Ryan Jenkins, uh, host, co-hosts that one, uh, where they talk about the TV show Frasier. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really funny. And uh, and sometimes they break into randomness <laughs> like we do. <laughs> it's really... They call it again. No, check out that show because uh, they're good stuff. And uh, and he came to see Slay Hard with a Vengeance. So, <laughs> wow, is that a dig? Was, yeah. Uh, I hope you felt it. Uh, Thinly veiled. So next week. Mm-hmm. This was my pick, so it's your turn, Joe. Yeah, so. It's your turn. I uh, just recently. Okay, so. One of my favorite movies of all time mm-hmm. is Zathura. Fantasia. Zathura. <laughs> is Fantasia. Oh, mine too. Uh, the, the original. The original Fantasia. 50 whatever. In fact, one of the things that... Uh, a fun little piece of trivia. Mm. The the show that I met Sarah doing at the Pocket Sandwich Aww. Theater was uh, Werewolf of London. And at the end of the show, my character dies. And every night, I would draw out my death sequence till the moment, <laughs> like in closing night... I would start directing the audience. Yes. And like I ended up changing my avatar on Facebook to Mickey Mouse from Sorcerer's Apprentice oh, from Fantasia where he's direct, the, composing uh, the waves and yeah. stuff. And that's what I always imagined conducting. when I was on stage. I was yeah. conducting the waves. Uh, and so, you know, she learned over time that Sorcerer's Apprentice was always like a big thing for me. Uh, in fact, I still have a book when I was a child. My parents had like a subscription to like the Disney storybooks or whatever. Oh, I remember that. And I still have my Sorcerer's Apprentice one, which is now one of Harper's favorite books. Oh, uh, how cool. Loves the Sorcerer's Apprentice. Hell yeah. And just read, like I said, just recently, I picked up Fantasia on Blu-ray and I'm trying to get, you know, Harper into it. It's tough because for kids, like they yes. need a story. They, they want their... a character. Well, they need dialogue. Yeah. There's not... Any dialogue like in that she, movie. She loves her some like Little Mermaid right now. Yeah, I didn't she really... She loves like, Winnie the Pooh, but Fantasia. And I didn't like it much when I was I a kid. I didn't get into like... Until like, I was a teenager. Yeah, it's junior high, I think, is when I discovered that. So she's we're having a little bit of a tough time with it. But <laughs> Give it time. I love Fantasia so much, and I love The Sorcerer's Apprentice. And a handful of years ago... Disney put out a movie starring Nicolas Cage and Jay Baruchel. Oh, God. A live-action version of... Called the Sorcerer's Apprentice. Does it have anything to do with that? It does. Oh, it does. It does. What? Yeah, yeah. They pay homage to the uh, to oh, the brooms coming to life oh, and like the, the lab getting underwater and stuff. Uh, and it's almost like that's the centerpiece of this. Like someone started with that and built the Just script outward. It out. uh-huh. uh, and it's not very good. Uh, Well, you had me at Nicolas Cage. I haven't seen it since I saw it in the theater. Why Uh, did you see this in theater? uh, Because it was a Sorcerer's Apprentice. Apprentice. And I was was really interested. I like Jay Baruchel. Uh, Hmm. He makes me laugh. I think he's a fairly talented actor. He is funny. He's very good. Um, So we're going to revisit The Sorcerer's Apprentice, Mm. uh, and we're going to talk about it next week. The Mickey Mouse one, right? From the 40s? Yeah, from the 40s. We're going to watch Fantasia. (laughs) That would be a short watch. I don't think it would be a bad idea for us to watch that. A little double feature? And then also watch Sorcerer's Apprentice. I'm going to do it. And kind of do the compare and contrast. Uh, But yeah, Nicolas Cage, Jay Baruchel, Sorcerer's Apprentice, uh, Monica Bellucci is also in this movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, I can't even remember who played the bad guy. It's a bad guy? Uh, yeah, there's a bad and it isn't Nicolas Cage. <laughs> uh, yeah, guys, uh, Sorcerer's Apprentice. I don't think it's streaming anywhere. Joel, uh, you could burn it off I'll the I'll do DVD. my thing. No, thank you. For sure. <laughs> I brought the DVD so you could burn <laughs> Too it. Too bad I have no optical disc reader yeah. in 2019. What the fuck happened? What? It's fucking 2019. Everything's in the cloud, Joe. Everything's but I used digital. to be able to bring discs over and you would burn shit like up until about three weeks ago. Yeah, the thing broke. Oh, okay. So there it is. <laughs> You're so funny, like, can I, can I burn stuff off the Xbox? I'm like, no, man. I think it's built specifically so you can't do that. <laughs> it's too bad. <laughs> they, they, should, don't, they don't know what they're missing. They should really change that. They're missing that a they're, lot. You know what? They're, they're not going to get my money. Yeah. <laughs> I, bet you, I bet you two years from now, uh, we won't be talking about the Xbox at all. No so, one will remember what they are. So, this is, so I was thinking about either buying Sorcerer's Apprentice on iTunes mm-hmm. <laughs> or I saw it at the store. Got it at the store for six dollars because about right. on iTunes it was seventeen dollars. Like full price, right? You, I don't think you could rent it. You had, you to, had to buy, buy it. it. Oh, and it was like seventeen dollars. Like fuck. It's like what happened that. with that uh, fifth Die Hard movie that I was unable to locate. <laughs> you had to buy. It. I had to purchase it. It was unavailable for rent, <laughs> and Netflix was like, "No, no, we're not even putting that on there." 
<laughs> you can watch all seasons of uh, uh, the Great British Cooking Show, <laughs> right? But uh, that's what I was doing when I was looking for this movie. I was like looking on Amazon Prime. I was looking on Netflix. Yeah, I even looked. I at, know it was on Netflix. Yeah, as of like a couple of months. Jumanji ago. was. Yeah, that's what absolutely. I'm saying. I looked on HBO Go. I was like, they fucking have to have this on HBO. <laughs> Nothing. It's too bad. Nowhere. Uh, so yeah, Sorcerer's Apprentice. Wow. If you could find it, check it out, and then join us next week as we talk about it. Or don't. Uh, <laughs> but still come back and listen. Yeah, yeah, listen to us talk about it. But save yourself. <laughs> save yourself. Jeff, thank you very much, sir. <laughs> Joel, always a pleasure. Pleasure's all mine. See you guys next week for Sorcerer's Apprentice. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.